Welcome to LaGrave Avenue CRC's Sermon Podcast. In this sermon, we hear how the power of the Spirit brings us confidence during the uncertainty of both Jesus' ascension and our modern times. You're listening to A New Season, The Same Spirit by Rev. Ruth Bovin. So friends, our text this morning is the Pentecost text. We'll be reading from Acts 2, verses 1 through 21. Hear the word of the Lord. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews, from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one of them heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they've had too much to drink. When Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd, Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood, before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Luke says, they were all together in one place. Isn't that one of the most ironic things we could hear from the Bible today? They were all together in one place. 
Oh, if that could only be so. It's Pentecost. And besides the few of us leading and recording the service today, nobody is together in this place. Nobody. And it's strange, and it's jarring, and you feel it deep in your bones that this is not the way it's supposed to be. But maybe, despite just how jarring it feels, maybe our situation is just right for hearing the message of Pentecost. Maybe the sense of things not being the way they're supposed to be or not being the way they used to be puts us in a similar mindset to Jesus' followers that day who had also stepped into a brand new season, one they hadn't asked for, one they didn't want, one they didn't know if they could manage. You see, by now the disciples and Jesus' followers knew that Jesus wasn't coming back. Some of them had seen them go into the heavens. And he'd made clear at that time that the mantle of his mission was now laid on them. And I'm guessing that this new season brought a whole lot of anxiety for them. Feelings of inadequacy and abandonment and wondering how they would carry on without their teacher and master. Remember, Jesus' disciples, they were not credentialed people. They were not rabbis or scholars. They were ordinary folks, fishermen, tax collectors, everyday people, just like you and me, who slide back and forth on a continuum between faith and doubt, commitment and apathy, courage and fear. Some of you know I'm from a big family, two sisters, five brothers. My dad, when he was living, ran a small excavating business. And three of my brothers, at one point or another, all had experience in that business. Two of them now own and operate it. My oldest brother started down the excavating path, and then he stepped off of it and headed down a path towards CRC church ministry and is now a pastor. Recently, my youngest brother, one of the owners, told me that when my oldest brother took leave of the business, it was the most terrifying experience of his life. You see, my dad had had an incapacitating stroke when he was 58, and my youngest brother was still in high school. And so my oldest brother stepped in for a while to manage the business. But when that call to seminary pressed hard enough on him, he had to leave the two interested brothers in the business alone. How could he leave me with so much to learn and so little experience, my youngest brother thought. How will I ever be able to carry the mantle that's put on me, he wondered, 
feeling profoundly his lack of years, his lack of knowledge, his lack of credentials. He hadn't asked for this new season, and he didn't want it. You know, we as the church know how that feels. We didn't ask for this new season we're in. We really don't want to have to navigate this time of balancing risk and benefit for all kinds of decisions like going to the grocery store or seeing our grandchildren or returning to worship or serving our community. It is hard to know how to be the church right now in the midst of a pandemic with sharp political division and racial tension flaring all around us. And putting all of our knowledge and wisdom and experience together still doesn't feel like enough somehow. We're not credentialed for this. We haven't walked this path before. But we have this story this morning. And in it, there is so much hope. There is so much good news to be taken from what happened on that day of Pentecost. Because as much as the world is always turning, our lives and circumstances always changing, as much as the church is almost always in some kind of a new season, there are a couple things that will not ever change. And these two things provide us with a way forward, no matter what new season we're in. Whether it's a good new season, like a graduation, or a marriage, or a new career, or a season we didn't ask for. What stays the same, no matter the season, and what will provide for us direction, courage, inspiration, and so much more are the mission and the spirit of God. First, the mission. You know, Pentecost is sometimes called the church's birthday because on that day, and by the powerful breath of the Holy Spirit, folks mostly Jews, but not all, who had been dispersed all over the place and spoke many different languages, had come together in Jerusalem. And miraculously, they could all hear the message of the gospel in their own language. Pentecost is when the global church was born. People from over 15 lands and languages sharing one spirit, one faith, one baptism, one Lord and Savior. Today marks the beginning of the global church. But Pentecost is more than that. Because the church was never meant to be the church for the church's sake only. In other words... The church was born for the sake of something bigger than herself. The Bible scholar Eugene Peterson 
believes that the story of Pentecost that's told in Acts 1 and 2, the birth of the church, intentionally parallels the story of Jesus' birth in Luke 1 and 2. Peterson believes that Luke, who authored both Luke and Acts, of course, intentionally parallels the Holy Spirit's conception of Jesus with the Holy Spirit's conception of the church. And he does this to show that the joy and good news for the world that Jesus brought is what the church brings as well. Joy and good news for the world is our mission. In every new season, we can always be certain that our mission stays the same. It's a mission of freedom for captives, justice for the oppressed, food for the hungry. It's a mission that reaches out to all people and breaks down barriers that keep us apart. It's a mission already made clear to Abraham and Sarah way back at the beginning that God's blessing came to them for the sake of blessing all people. Friends, in every new season, it's comforting to know that as followers of Jesus, our mission remains the same. Secondly, this is also true. The same eternal spirit that led Abraham and Sarah, that inspired the prophets, that gave birth to the early church in Acts, still breathes on us. I love how Simeon in Luke 2 was moved by the Holy Spirit, Luke says, and could obviously feel it in his bones that this child he held in his arms was born to be a light for all people. Simeon quotes Isaiah, who was also moved by the Spirit, to point to the coming servant of the Lord who would bring light for revelation to the Gentiles and release for those who sit in darkness. What I'm saying is that as God's story unfolds, the very same spirit enabling the very same mission is at work in us. We need not fear. LaGrave Church and the Presbyterian Church down the street, and the Baptist Church a couple streets away, and Christians gathered outdoors in Tanzania. We've all been given the very same spirit. And that spirit, the spirit who filled Isaiah and Mary and Simeon and Peter, that spirit will be with us until the mission of God is complete. And in the meantime, that spirit will lead us and will fill us to dream dreams 
and to feel things in our bones. And our sons and our daughters will prophesy. And even little children will lead us. We need not be afraid. I think we can all testify to that Spirit's work in and among us. But let me tell you how I've seen the Spirit's breath of life at work among us recently. When one of our members was terribly sick during this time of COVID, another member, an elder, feeling the need to help in her bones, found herself delivering a prayer shawl to a front door. With timing that was certainly spirit-prompted, likely unbeknownst to her, she had carried a message that breathed life and hope into the caregiver and into that very sick LaGrave member. Because the spirit who came at Pentecost is still breathing life into each one of us. I've had some conversations with a few of you recently about how we're feeling the racial tensions and racial inequalities of our nation in our bones. And we need to pay attention to that. For when the church is prompted to seek justice for the oppressed, the spirit of Pentecost is at work. When the church leans into understanding racial inequality and breaking down barriers, the spirit of Pentecost is at work. When the church serves a warm meal in the heart of the city, when it hops in vans and drives to prisons in Ionia, if permitted, when it tutors immigrant children, and cares for the feet of people without homes. The spirit of Pentecost is at work. Friends, we are in this new season together. And if what you are feeling in your bones is moving you toward cross-shaped justice and mercy, and sharing joy and good news with the world that God loves so much, then the same Spirit who came at Pentecost is breathing life into you too. Do not be afraid. Amen. Let's pray. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Fill us, use us, make us, mold us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to LaGrave Avenue CRC's Sermon Podcast.